0: Can I freeze my tampons? Are Mexican jumping beans really Mexican? If I ate a five dollar long and I threw up, the subway owe me five dollars. If leprechauns are really Irish, then why are they so small? Do Mexican jumping beans really jump? Is tort reform about tortillas? If Sean Penn doesn't think there were any weapons of mass destruction, then why is he gay? What if Javi Feierstein was the captain of a British frigate? Man, the missing mast. Shit Face to Face, the podcast where we ask the important questions. What's going on in a particular topic? And then we get hammered and try to explain it to another person and see how that goes. It's think you ever wanted to know, but we're too sober to ask. Do you want In these trying times, we find that we still can't get a bunch of people together in a room to record some stuff after we've all been drunk. So we've decided to provide another quarantine edition of Shit Face to Face. One of the things that we miss is going to restaurants and going to bars and not having a bunch of weird expectations or rules that we don't quite understand, whatever it might be. So, we present stories from the before times. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: One summer I was vacationing in Asheville, North Carolina and I was staying at a place called the Grove Park Inn. It's this big resort in the mountains. You can sit and eat outside at this nice restaurant and be kind of on this uh, patio that overlooks this rock wall and has this amazing view. So. I ate there one evening, and it was packed, but I was able to get a seat, and I was sitting at a little table next to a man and a woman, uh, quite close to them, just because of how crowded it was, um, but we're sitting right next to the patio area, right overlooking the ledge, and I figured at first that this was a father and daughter, um, the man had to be in his 60s and the woman couldn't have been over 25 so I thought maybe it was a father and daughter at first but I didn't think much of it and I just you know looked at my menu but uh, and I swear I was not eavesdropping I just have excellent hearing but as the evening went on uh, some stuff started to come out that made me think they might not be father and daughter so I just overheard the first thing I overheard was um You know, the guy say, so where is the dress that I bought you? You were supposed to wear it. Then I hear the girl say, "Um, oh, yeah, it was so nice, but, um, you know, it makes me sweaty, so I'll have to wear it for you another time. And, um, you know, we can call the guy Ron and let's call the girl Candy, Uh, I feel that's pretty fitting, you probably can tell by that name where the story's going. But, uh, then she says, Candy says, Well, I was just so busy getting ready, you know, it was one of those days where my hair just couldn't look right. And, uh, Ron says, Well, didn't you tell me you have good hair? I mean, that was in your description, that you have good hair. That's what was in your picture she says, um, well, you know, like, some days I have a good hair day and some days I have a bad hair day. Something to that effect. But then she makes, apparently, the world's worst comment and says something to Ron like, you know, you have pretty good hair. I mean, it would look better, though, if, like, you parted it differently, like, maybe on the side. So he was not into that suggestion at all. And He just got very offended. It was very awkward and I think they like quietly ate their meal in silence You know giving each other the side eye and it was just awkward and I realized like okay, I don't think they're father and daughter <laughs> um, you know They're something else. This is very weird you know, maybe uh, His wife doesn't know that he's out on a hot date with a young girl, and that's why he took her to a resort in the mountains, but I don't know. So, you know, I had my meal and just hung out, um, and nothing happened for a little bit, but then the waiter came back to them with a dessert menu, and it just exploded from there. He said, you know, can I interest you guys in dessert? I think I remember Ron saying something like, oh, no, we're stuffed, and then Candy said like, oh my gosh, okay. Oh my gosh, I want creme brulee. And that was it. The waiter went away to go get Candy's creme brulee. And Ron freaked out. He was like, you know, you are really something. I should have known you would be so immature. Yeah, How dare you? I took you out to dinner. I'm the one splurging on this dinner to wine and dine you. And I didn't say we could have dessert. You didn't even check with me. She's like, um, I just I just wanted to look. Like I I I wasn't even gonna order it at first. You know, I was just there. I just didn't know what to do. Like, it's what's the big deal? And he's like, you're just like a mall. You're just so immature and you know, ugh, I just can't believe it. I can't even believe it. And this girl is probably thinking, I don't know what she's saying, I'm not gonna get paid, I'm gonna get a bad review. I don't really know how her business works, but. She seems like she's freaking out. She apologizes profusely for this creme brulee confusion and Ron is not having it. He's just like practically turned around in his chair, wants nothing to do with this child that he is on a date with and um, she just starts crying. And She starts explaining to him her life story and how she doesn't know what's going on in his life but She knows that for herself, she is a good person. And even though she wanted that creme brulee so selfishly, the only way she can get up in the morning or at night or whatever and do what she does is because she knows she's a good person. And that's more than she can say for him. So Candy jumps up and she storms out. And this older man, Ron, in an effort to chase after his date, I guess, Uh, escort whatever he tries to get up quickly but he trips over one of those stand-up metal uh, containers with the ice in it to put the wine bottle in or whatever it's called I don't know the name he trips over that entire apparatus and practically falls over the balcony ledge over the cliff of this rock wall Um, he catches himself and he goes running after this girl Um, but uh, you know then the waiter stops him and is like oh hey hey do do you still want that creme brulee And he blames the waiter for something and says, you know, oh, don't worry. You and my date, I could tell you guys are buddies the way you were looking at each other. Don't worry about it. I'm going to pay. Just leave us alone. And then he runs off and that was it. It was so strange, but I think we all know by now that that was a hooker.
0: Back in 2006, I was part of a uh, local political campaign around UCF, and um, I was helping some candidates out, and we met for a meeting at a local pizza place, Um, and that was Lazy Moon. I will just go ahead and use the name. That place is awesome, and it was awesome back then, and they were helping us out. Um, In fact, uh, they were giving the campaign kind of some free pizza, as well as allowing us to kind of meet in big groups there to have meetings and coordinate some stuff they were the guys who owned the place were very very nice but uh, one day we get there and um we're having our our kind of having our volunteers meeting discussing what we're supposed to do talking about who can go where talking about the positions that the campaign has on several different issues and um, one of the candidates comes up to us and say hey guys As a heads up, they're giving us this pizza for free, but be sure to tip them for sure and be nice to the everybody who works. And be nice to everybody who works here. Earlier today, somebody lost a thumb in the mixer.
2: So I've been a vegetarian for a long time. The last time I willingly ate meat was at a pizza place. It was uh, right near where we went to college. Their gimmick was that they had giant pizzas and pizza slices. You bought them by the slice, but it was bigger than your plate. Oh my gosh, so big. Wrap your baby up to keep them warm. But yeah, we'd go there all the time. Even after college, we would still go back there because we never, I never left at least. But one thing I would do constantly is what my friends and I would call the personal pan pitcher, where we would just go there Since it's a pizza place, instead of getting the personal pan pizza, we just got an entire pitcher each and then drank that to give you an example of what this place is like. Marisa worked there. (laughs) The story I'm telling today is that um, every year they celebrate Arnold Schwarzenegger Day, I think on his birthday, or maybe just a day they made up, who knows. Everyone comes in, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger Day, they have, I don't know if they do this every year, but at least this particular time... They had a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonators from various movies. They had the guy with the the metal and you know like glowing eye for Terminator and the motorcycle jacket. They had um, what's another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Kindergarten Cop, I guess. I don't know. Last Action Hero. No one saw that, but he was there. Whole bunch of friends were with me. Um, we're at the like a big table, all like smushed in there, and the Predator Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he had the uh, camouflage on maybe that's it was there more i don't know uh what dutch right anyway it was that arnold schwarzenegger for some reason he uh, singled me out of all of these friends here and was like i'm not gonna do an arnold schwarzenegger impersonation because i'll be real bad at it And he was not very great either but anyway he was doing his best he probably looked the best of all of them put on the most makeup or whatever but yeah he was like oh guess what i got you everyone the whole table because I like you so much this uh like meat lovers pizza it's amazing um, everyone have some and I'm like oh Arnold I mean Dutch that's so nice but guess what I've been a vegetarian for a couple years now so I can't I'm but so nice I'm sure everyone else will eat this and he's like what a girly man doesn't even like meat lovers what a what a wussy eat, eat this uh eat this meat lovers pizza Oh, oh boy I don't know it's it's been I've been a veg, vegetarian long enough so that if I ate some now I'd probably get sick and he's like well if uh, I feed it to you does that count as you eating it and I was like oh well hey I've I've had my personal pan pitcher at this point so you know what that that logic checks out I think you're right so let's imagine little David college years getting fed uh, like spoonfuls of Sausage pizza from a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger lookalike. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Reese is making a really good face. Um, I don't know. Foresight turned out to be correct because I had never been afterwards when I went home. I'd never been more sick than I had that following night or morning. Yeah, Austin and I lived together at this point, and he called me the dragon for uh, a little while because uh, I would breathe fire, but the fire was partially digested sausage pizza.
0: This is Hezekiah Hot Topic. I wanted to let you know that as the founder of the Hot Topic store, I am slightly disappointed with what my original premise became. Initially as a Mennonite man, I intended Hot Topic to be a place where we could see what all the earthly and savage ways of the English society were. Instead, it became a place where you can get Invader Zim t-shirts and pants with enough straps and buckles that you would clearly get sucked into the bottom of a wheel cart. But hey, even I've got to go where the heat is. So, come on down. Now we have Bob's Burgers Dildos.
3: I have a good friend of mine that I've known for many years named Dana and she lives in St. Augustine and one year, many years ago, I was going through a very bad breakup. So I called her and I was like, you know what, I just want to go to St. Augustine for like two days and just decompress and like, let's hang out on the beach and, you know, get drunk and have some girl time. And I get there and she's got this new boyfriend and the new boyfriend wants to impress me. So he decides to be a nice guy and says, well, I'll take you girls out and uh, I'll drop you off wherever you want to go. So the two of us go to this brewery, which no longer exists in St. Augustine. And we proceed to get very, very drunk at this brewery and we're having an awesome time. And like, this is a new city. I don't know anybody. It's just me and my friend and these two bartender dudes. And the one bartender dude was like the surfer dude and the other one was this musician. So the musician pulls out a guitar and he's like, hey, let's um, sing songs. because I had mentioned something about singing, of course, as usual. And he ends up playing a bunch of music and I get drunk and uh, no, like, I, do I look like I li- sing sublime? No. Like a, like a yeah, but don't be stereotypical, okay? <laughs> so we're just like singing like grunge music. And at some point, I remember I'm drunk enough to like actually like climb on top of the bar. But nobody else was there. And that was the thing is that there was nobody else there. So just me singing on the top of the bar with this other guy and Dana disappears. It's like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning bars are definitely closed and I'm like we have to go home at some point you know where's my friend and I couldn't find her anywhere and I guess uh the owner of the brewery had a little apartment upstairs and I guess she was up there so I I can imagine what she was doing either way and I finally finally find her and get her to come back down and we call her boyfriend and he comes and picks us up. Remember I said the boyfriend dropped us off? So then the boyfriend picks us up and I don't remember this, but apparently I woke up in the middle of the night and like peed on the floor.
4: Growing up in Orlando, or rather being um, a late teen to early 20 something year old in Orlando is quite an experience just because there's so many bars to go to and so many restaurants to go to. So my probably craziest story with the zaniest antics was about five or six years ago. Uh, It was Halloween. My favorite holiday of all time. And any holiday in downtown Orlando is absolutely packed. It is slammed. Everybody and their mother comes out. The streets are blocked off. They're flooded with people, etc. People being crazy. The cops are always there. So my friends and I, from age like 19 to 24, we were all about that. Um, Every holiday, we would get dressed up and scrounge our money together and... (laughs) head downtown to party and drink cheap beer and take shots and have a good time. So it's Halloween, I think 2015, 2014 or 2015. Uh, I'm dressed like the Tooth Fairy. I thought it would be cute. I made my own costume like I usually do, which was great. It looked awesome. I was having fun. So it was me and a group of uh, kind of like a gang of friends. We've all been friends since high school are like four or five of us out uh, it's milling around, we meet up with a couple of other folks once we get downtown, and there's a massive crowd. We immediately lose one of my friends, and I she has this habit of seeing someone that she knows or being on the phone with someone that she knows, and she'll turn and none of us will see, and she will just leave. Uh, so we looked for her for a little bit, but you know, we figured she's a grown ass lady, you know, we'll find her later, so we head to a place called Tankeray's. In downtown Orlando, it is super old. It is, you know, a local legend. You have to climb down some stairs to. It's like an underground basement kind of bar. So we go down there. Um, My friends and I. We are not rich people, of course. So we just start slamming shots of Jose Cuervo. Uh, I think it was that was the special that night and many nights at Tanquerays. We're just downing shots just like they're nothing. Everyone's getting rounds of shots, chugging beer. Everyone's got a PBR in their hand and just, you know, chasing the shots with it, having a great, wholesome time. Pretty soon, though, things start to get a little crazy. We're all very clearly intoxicated. It's Halloween. It's packed as hell. Everyone's wearing a weird costume. Everyone's just getting crazy. So, um, myself and two of my other friends are in the main area of Tankeray's There's, like, a stage with all these little tables and stuff. And, uh, two of our other friends in the group, uh, two male friends, one of whom was the person I was dating at the time, go to the bathroom, which is... You have to climb, like, a little small staircase to get there, but the men's room is up a little ways and then on the left. So, um they go to the bathroom for a few minutes and mind you it's packed so you know they they could be anywhere and uh me and the ladies are kind of sitting down just enjoying ourselves listening to some music trying to hold it together which is hard but everyone's on that same wavelength so it's not like we're making asses of ourselves at this point like we're we're all you know on the same level we're all just partying and having a good time so we're hanging out um and then a few minutes later, the two guys come down and they're like, hey, we gotta leave. The bouncer's kicking us out. And I can see a dude like at the front, classic Florida bouncer like, just get out of the joint. Like he's not playing around. Like, yeah, we gotta go, we're getting kicked out. I'm like, for what? What did you do? You've only been gone like five, seven minutes. or like, no, oh, I'm pretty pissed right now. It's, you know, that, that is my uh, my mate, my boyfriend. I'm pretty upset because now we've gotten kicked out of one of our favorite bars where we were all having a great time. I'm pretty mad. So we get kicked, you know, they get kicked out and of course me and the ladies all follow, we're a gang. Uh, we're back out on the street. <laughs> so then we decide, okay, we're gonna go to a place called Ibar. Now if you've been to Ibar and most bars, um, Ibar always has like crazy shots. They always have like a lucky charm shot or a gummy bear shot or something like that. So we're all taking these super gross, sugary, weird flavored shots just like downing them one after the other. We're dancing. I'm dressed like the tooth. It's awesome. Everyone's having a really good time. So of course that place is also packed, because keep in mind it is Halloween. And um I go off to go to the bathroom. You have to go up some stairs and then um you know there's like a whole second level with a different bar and then the bathrooms are a little bit further up there. So I go to the bathroom and I come back down and I'm still on the second level. I see one of my, my my one of my best friends. He's you know basically my brother. We've all been together, but he love him to death, bless him. He always has to take it to that next level. So we've been drinking and taking shots for hours, and uh, my friend, we'll call him um, Joseph. My friend Joseph decides to intoxicatedly if that's a word, um, drink in hand, slings his arm around my neck. And mind you, I'm also pretty drunk, so I'm not super steady. He slings his arm around my neck and kind of pulls me down. Uh, let me remind you, we're on the second level. We're at the top of a staircase that is covered in people. There's music blaring. He throws his arm around my neck and he drags me down and we fall down several stairs and I skid onto my knees in front of everyone. Uh, Joseph is like lying on his side like in shambles. Uh, I hurt my knee pretty badly. (laughs) I had like uh, I want to say rug burn but it's not rug burn because we were on wooden floors that were just covered in layers of... stale, gross beer and disgusting gummy bear shots. It was the worst thing I smelled. So we kind of brushed ourselves off. There was another bouncer who kind of looked over at us like, what's up, are you guys good? I kind of was like, no, we're good, we're good, man. We're gonna go dance. So we go dance. Um, fast forward, if I can be completely honest with you, I don't remember everything. Fast forward a little bit later. Uh, I end up getting into a very loud argument. With the gentleman I had been seeing at the time in the group. uh, Which turned into an absolute tear-filled screaming match. uh, Outside of the bar. In front of everybody. Uh, There are still tons of people in the street. Everyone's out partying. Everyone's having a good time. Our friends are, of course, standing around helpless. Because this had happened before many times. I start crying But not in a way that, like, makes any sense. Just kind of, like, that drunk crying where you're... (laughs) And then I just puked (laughs) everywhere. So the final scene of the night that I remember before I was mercifully hauled back to somebody's car and then driven home was me dressed as the Tooth Fairy with my forehead pressed against the side of a building downtown just puking my guts out and that's Halloween
0: In 2018, a friend of mine invited me to his bachelor party, and that was pretty exciting. It was the first bachelor party, at least, that I'd ever really been to, Um, and so myself and some other folks, including other folks who are likely on this uh, podcast regularly, went down to St. Pete for this bachelor party, and um, there were some aspects that I was not expecting, as well as aspects I should have expected. One of those was we get down there, I arrive at uh, somebody's house and we're gonna go from there and gonna go out for the evening and I thought, okay, that'll be, that'll be fun. And they had mentioned strip clubs and I had oddly never been to a strip club before. And so I thought, okay, well, this I guess is gonna be an experience of some kind. So we get to uh, the person's house who lives in the uh, nearest to St. Pete and all of us are kind of hanging out, having a few drinks. And I think, all right, this is fun. We're not going to get too crazy. Everybody meets up, and it takes a while. And I think, all right, it's late enough that we're probably not really going to go anyplace. And then it's like, all right, everybody, I just called a cab. We're going to this strip club. And I think, oh, geez, okay. So we take this long ride into Tampa. We get to this strip club that's on this, like, row of strip clubs. And we get to this place, and we go inside. First off, there's, like, a weird fake beach tiki Bar outside, which is kind of interesting. It looks like a shitty um, beach volleyball court that somebody might have in an apartment complex, where they're like just dump a bunch of sand in there from like uh, you know uh, the playgrounds and stuff, and then they just have a thatched roof kind of tiki bar deal. Like, okay, interesting. Didn't expect this. We go inside, and there are no strippers. Uh, it's just a bar and there are some pretty ladies that work behind the bar and eventually i realized like one of them's wearing a sexy outfit i think she was just wearing like a tight t-shirt and then just like underwear and i thought okay this is a lot more tame than i was expecting um maybe this will maybe this will be fine and i kept looking around being like is there a certain point where like a, a gong goes off and it's like and now here comes brandy and that's going to happen and it did not it was just a regular bar uh, where we were. However, at some point they're like, all right, we ready to go next door? So I guess in Tampa the deal is that you can't have a fully nude strip club and serve alcohol, which there's a logic to that for sure. But this place basically just had two establishments directly next door to each other. So there was the bar, and then you literally cross what was essentially the driveway, and then that was the strip club. So we go to the strip club, and I... I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't expecting what we got. It was almost entirely empty. There was just us, it's about eight or nine of us, and then a group of maybe three or four other people. And it's this big facility, or... facility. It's, they were assembling airplanes. It's this big place, and there's just a lady who's just like, thrusting her vagina in the air um, to this mostly empty room, and I was like, alright, well, this is an interesting thing. Uh, just as interesting as that uh, was that this place apparently also, they don't serve drinks. You can buy water, um, and they also aren't one of those, i from what I understand, strip clubs that has food, but they do have snacks, and the snacks that they have is popcorn, so the whole place smelled like burnt popcorn. Uh, so it was very, very odd. There um, there were several instances in which a lady came up to me and said, Hey, have you been here before? I said, No. She goes, Oh, what? Where, where do you normally go? And I'm like, I have never been to a strip club. She's like, Oh, okay. Another lady came up at some point and put her boobs on my head and said, Do you want a two-for-one? And I just said... I didn't want to reveal, I don't know what you're talking about, so I just said, Oh, I'm okay, thank you. And she kindly took her boobs off my head. So... (laughs) The next morning, we go out uh, kayaking or canoeing, that's a lot of fun. We get one of those um, weird pedal bike bar things that can kind of go around the St. Pete area. That was a lot of fun. And at the end of the evening, we go out to just a bar. But uh, some of the groomsmen had made t-shirts with the groom's face on them. So all of us were wearing these t-shirts. And we go to this bar, and we are quite the scene, to say the least. And probably the biggest thing that goes on are... One of the guys gets in a yelling match with somebody else, and I don't understand what, was, what it was about. And then at some point, one of the bouncers kind of like taps me and goes, Hey! Your friend needs to go home. And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? And he's like, he threw up EVERYWHERE. I'm like, oh, wait. And it didn't occur to me that how did this guy possibly know that I'm with this person? Oh, we're all wearing the same shirt. Apparently one of the groomsmen had just vomited in like an arc in this room that just, just sprayed about six or seven feet in front of him. And um, I looked back, and there was just one of these bouncers just mopping up this vomit. And uh, I was like, oh geez. So I talked to somebody who knew him, that that particular groomsman, a little bit better, and they kind of shuffled him into a cab and got him home. We didn't go home then. He was just shuffled into a cab. At some point, we're walking back to the house where we're all staying. And there's a discussion, but at this point in the evening, it's... I was kayaking earlier in the day, it was really hot, I hadn't been eating much, we're drinking a ton. And I kind of, let's just say... forget a part of the evening. When I wake up, guess where we are? We're back at the same strip club, and I just wake up in this strip club, and uh... I'm like, what? We're walking in here again? What's happening? Some of the strippers did remember us, so shout-out to the girls at Deja Vu. Yes! Deja Vu, a strip club that can be seen where, uh... in the Tiger King documentary where that guy is going to contemplate murdering Carol Baskin, and apparently that's one of the places he stopped by. Um, the evening continues on uh, in kind of the same manner, but it ends... With us eventually kind of being rounded up and being like, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Where is he? Not the groom, but one of the other groomsmen. Where is he? Where did he go? Blah, blah, blah. It takes a while, it takes a while, it takes a while, and eventually we're able to find him, and he's like, hey. Uh, He's wearing an entirely different shirt. He's a very thin man, and he's wearing like a double XL Deja Vu strip club t-shirt. And he's like, hey, one of the strippers ripped my shirt off. Thank you so much for joining us for another exciting episode of Shit Face to Face Quarantine Edition Bars and Restaurants. Today's episode included stories from Devin, Austin, David, Marisa, Alex, and Austin again. The music for our episode, as always, that is, the music that doesn't just come out of GarageBand, was Pretend by Melissa Bellarosa. Please join us next month for another exciting episode of Shit Face to Face, in which, hopefully, We'll either be drunkenly trying to recount how a person uh, gets a particular job and what the heck that job is, or reading another uh, choose-your-own-adventure book. We'll figure it out.
4: (laughs) I'm dressed like the Tooth Fairy.